Good morning and welcome to the Creative Cafe on Saturday, July 15th. My name is Eric Oliphant and I'm the Operations Manager and Membership Director. I'm really happy to be joining you this Saturday morning to talk about Artist Happy Hour coming up on Tuesday, July 18th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Crawl Space Comedy Theater in the Kalamazoo Nonprofit Advocacy Coalition Building. The topic of the event is creating space, which will be a discussion about artists' spaces to work, create, and play, but also space in the sense of creating space for ourselves. Three expert panelists are joining me, two of which are here this morning. Our guests this morning are panelists Yolanda Lavender. She's an international recording artist on Truth Tone Records, the CEO of Soul Artistry LLC and curator of the space and Gabriel Jerome, artist and photographer, co-founder and co-director of Speak It Forward, founder and CEO of Mindfulness Over Matter, and a lead facilitator with Truth, Racial Healing, and Transformation Kalamazoo. I'm going to talk to Yolanda first with our traditional first question. What is your favorite morning beverage? Mm, favorite morning beverage? Uh, I've been really into green smoothies for mm. a number of years. Um, so I just get like a pre-made thing. I don't do like my own juicing. I feel like I'm moving in the right direction, you know, doing the right thing in the morning with that nutritious, yeah. all the things. So yeah, it's, that would be it. It's awesome. I want to start with Soul Artistry, which is uh, you're the CEO of this LLC. It mm -hmm. uh, was named after your first music album. Yeah. What have you been up to? What are what do you have going on right now, and what are your plans with soul artistry? I'm in a space of understanding who I am as a creative beyond just like being a vocalist. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of times like, "Are you still singing? When's your next show?" Kind of stuff, which is cool. And like, I always want to have like that element of my artistry as well. Um, but I just have a lot of clarity around my position right now and the opportunity. Um, that I have to like really continue to create space, um, you know, for for artists. So soul artistry, like that's really the direction that I'm continuing um, to move in. But just like doing that, you know, on a deeper mm -hmm. level, um, which I'm understanding is going to require it not just, uh, you know, being me that that's the one that's doing it, which is a little scary yeah. when it's like, you know, something that you created and, sure. um, you know, your baby. And so over definitely the last two years, I've been met with the opportunity to like bring other people in, trust them with it, and understand that they have um, my best interest at heart. So artistry's mm -hmm. best interest and like the intention and the values of the the company um, is also what they share. And so I can rest, you mm -hmm. know, in that and not be anxious about it. So I'm like taking that to the, <laughs> the next level with like, okay, even more people need to be, you know. Um, involved and you need to share power with other people and you know all of that so Definitely. that's the the next iteration of soul artistry which I'm leaning into curiosity about yeah very good <laughs> you mentioned creating space uh one of the um arms of soul artistry is the space yeah. which when I talked about creating space I was like I gotta ask Yolanda she mm -hmm. has the space in Kalamazoo yeah. can you tell me a little bit about the space yeah, so it definitely is like one of the arms of soul artistry. So I was, you know, the executive director of the Black Arts and Cultural Center mm. um, for five years. And I remember just like curating that gallery space and then also um, like producing different events. And like all of that for me was making space, you know, for um, artists in this community. And even, you know, beyond that, my work with uh, Truth Tone and even the whole way that soul artistry came into existence always was from like a need it was you know a necessity um to create space specifically for you know black artists artists of color and those who 
historically and presently just, you know, weren't given the opportunity uh, to be able to, to be a part of those kinds of things. So when the opportunity came along um, with uh, the space, the building that it's actually in uh, was available for us. And so, um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, we might as well, you know, just keep kind of rolling this out uh, as like an art gallery, non-traditional where like people right. can come in and touch the artwork. You don't have to be quiet. Like, let's have some drinks, you know, like let's listen to trap music, whatever. Like it can be whatever it is that we want it to be, but also space. Um, for those same groups of artists that I just mentioned to just be like come mm. in, you know, use it to create your next poem or, you know, your next uh, visual art piece or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. I'm I'm really big on young people being able to be there. There's mm. like a whole area with all these different um, like uh, percussion instruments and people are always like, no, don't touch. I'm like, no, that's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. Like, let them take them out, beat on the drums. Like, you know, they can do whatever they want to do that might spark something, you mm. know, in them. So that's the whole reason and like premise behind the space is just like a place to like take up space mm. and, you know, feel that you belong and are wanted there and needed there. And that is, it's okay for all of that, you know, to be. Very cool. Yeah. No, I, I knew I asked you for the right reason yeah. to talk about space. Um, I did want to mention just quickly, you just opened a uh, new exhibit uh, called Flowers 4, mm -hmm. featuring three artists, Al Harris, Jim Jackson, and my buddy James Palmore. Yes. That's open through September 23rd. Yes. The one thing, so you, you talked about uh, passing the torch, but sharing the workload to allow yourself to rest. Mm -hmm. um, I know you as somebody who is a rest advocate. Mm -hmm. um, you have a couple of mentors. uh in this practice, yes. uh, Octavia Rahim, uh, she has a quote, rest is an abundance practice. Mm -hmm. It's inherently spacious, stretches time, it reveals gems. Yeah. Uh, Trisha Hershey, uh, kind of known for the Nat Ministry, the mm -hmm. book, uh, rest is resistance and rest as reparations. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about uh, our traditional feelings of rest and what uh, actually might be true with rest? Yeah, I have learned to like throw out <laughs> everything that I was taught about like not resting mm -hmm. actually. Um, and you know, just this whole idea that it's something that I have to like work for or I have to like earn it mm -hmm. or you know, any of those like traditional things related to rest. And so I remember my journey actually at the Black Arts and Cultural Center is where I first started to understand like self-care mm -hmm. um, and what that meant for me and how it was going to be important for that to be a part of the work that I did there mm -hmm. um, because of the you know emotional capacity that was required um, of me in, in that position and so caring for myself was like very important in that time of my life but it made space for where I am now to where it's like yeah the spy nails whatever but also like telling people no or mm -hmm. creating and upholding boundaries mm -hmm. or you know taking the day week whatever off even when no one else is doing that advocating for a rest sabbatical <laughs> that you don't even know is a thing or like can I do it will they say yes what will people think like all of that is the space I'm in now um in terms of rest and the two you know queens that you just mentioned have really played a big role in me being like oh yeah there's other people out here you know who are doing it which makes me more like inspired mm -hmm. to continue to do it myself because I'm thinking about my five-year-old niece who's watching or all of my you know cousins who are in high school that I want them to be getting it now so that they don't have to wait until they're 20 30 whatever um and they're feeling you know burnt out which is what a lot of our elders mm -hmm. you know have done and so i just you know feel a lot of responsibility um just to model and demonstrate what it can be yeah, yeah. definitely i want to uh switch over to gabe uh good morning uh traditional uh 
Creative Cafe question, which is, what's your favorite morning beverage? Water. Water. All right. Yeah. When I was on my uh, my path to personal growth, I was trying to be very conscious of things that I could do consistently um, and that I could count on to represent an energy I was trying to create within myself and within my life. And I realized that I had very little to give myself at the time. And I was like, what is something that I can actually commit to for myself? And it was putting a glass of water right next to my bed and then first thing in the morning, you know, nourishing myself. Hmm. So I want to jump in uh, again. Uh, Ilana and Gabe both are well known in the community and uh, Gabe, one of your projects that has been a lifelong uh, thing for you is uh, Connecticut Effect and Speak It Forward. Yep. There's a bunch of uh, fantastic articles about the history of that and the loss of your brother, Kirk Latimer. And I want to talk a little bit about where you are now and with Agenesis now as co-director and your mission kind of shifting towards impacting local youth. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, you know, first, I do want to lift up Kirk. I would not be here without him, without his passion, his dedication, uh, just everything about him, his belief in me, his belief in us. Uh, just the way that he moved. He was definitely unorthodox and a unique individual that will never be replicated. Uh, but that man just, uh, he was had my back to the end. And there's no way that I would be in any of the positions that I'm in right now without him. Mm. So for those that do know my journey or those that don't, yeah. So I, uh, he passed away in 2020 unexpectedly. And I didn't know what I was going to do, man. I mean, Kinetic Effect was like our band name. So uh, <clears throat> I put that to rest at the end of 2021. And he had been uh, helping me with a logo design for Mindfulness Over Matter because I was moving more into spiritual spaces within myself. Uh, been practicing meditation on and off since I was four. And I was really feeling the calling to move more intentionally into that. So he helped me create a logo design before he passed. And so I feel like he's still a part of that. So all the things I was doing with Kinetic Effect, I'm still doing under Mindfulness Over Matter, uh, just with an addition, more uh, wellness facilitation, mindfulness facilitation, those kind of things. And then with Speak It Forward, uh, we had actually promoted Ed to be like a tri-director uh, nine days before Kirk passed. Mm. So uh, we didn't know we were doing succession planning, but Sometimes the universe works like that. I just feel like Kirk had everything lined up before he <laughs> left. You know, he just, he did some wild things. He asked for some bigger grants that we had never asked for. And, you know, I'm always air on the side of conservative to get a yes. And he's like, let him say no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, every, everything just worked out. So, again, just much appreciation for the way that he he left things in, in the best way possible for everybody else who was here mm. um, before leaving. But... Uh, yeah, so we had always had a huge focus on youth. I mean, that was our passion. That's how we built it was really to focus on youth. But we were focused more uh, behind walls, literally. So mm. we were juvenile homes, treatment facilities, alternative high schools were our mainstay, you know, and then 2020 kind of flatlined everything. But the, one of the reasons we had promoted Ed in the first place was because he had a big push for community uh, advocate, mm. advocating for more community engagement. Um, and so we've branched out. We're, we're trying to be more preventative. Um, you know, we kind of felt like we had to fight to get into those spaces to work with youth and prove that what we were doing with writing and performance is like a Trojan horse to engage mm -hmm. more of like that trauma understanding and emotional release and reframing stories um, was like we had to fight so hard to get in there. It was like I was protecting it at all costs and Ed just kept like knocking at different places, you know, like, <laughs> let's break this wall down and start talking to everybody, you know, and I was like, I don't know, man, it took us so long to get here, like, shouldn't we just be happy with what we got here, and, you know, that's that, um, that's that limited mindset, so, 
uh, yeah, I, I love what Ed brings to the table, his passion. He's another unique, never-be-duplicated individual. Uh, so I, I clearly have a type that I like to partner <laughs> with in this work. Uh, those people who will, you know, not only challenge everybody around them, but also myself within the work. So I need that, you know, because I can get very focused. We'll be right back. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo wants you to know that summertime is here, and that means the arts moves to the great outdoors. Check out all the wonderful summer concert series and programs being offered in our local communities through Summertime Live on the Arts Council's website, kalamazooarts.org. Or visit the Art Hop page to see what's in store next for this one-of-a-kind program. At the Arts Council, they always strive to make innovative and creative expression an everyday occurrence. And thanks to their members, there are so many things to see and do in and around Kalamazoo. Take advantage of all that summer has to offer including Kalamazoo's unmatched arts scene by visiting the Arts Council online at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. You'll be glad you did. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly serving Kalamazoo and helping to amplify the arts in our community since 1966. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back on The Creative Cafe. I want to jump right in and kind of preview the conversation we will have at the Artist Happy Hour this Tuesday. Gabe, I want to mention um, one of your most recent, I don't want to say the last, I don't know if it's the current or the last or whatever, but Stargazing um, was published uh, in 2021? Yeah. uh, Or 22? 22. 22. Yep. um, Talking about looking into space and feeling insignificant. And I want to ask kind of making an impact and leaving a legacy. Do you have any advice for people about this kind of concept? I think for me that concept had been spinning around for a long time right I mean like you look out into the universe and I mean if you're really thinking about it you Mm. can't help but feel insignificant like we're like this microscopic bit on this you know dirt pile in the middle of a vast universe like we get upset about traffic and reality like yes so meaningless right (laughs) that said that whole poems concept was to come back about the beauty and importance of how many things had to take place just in order for you to be here. I mean, Mm. fathom how vast all that is Mm -hmm. for everything having to come together exactly the way it did Mm -hmm. down to your parents meeting down to the night you were conceived. You know what I'm saying? It's, (laughs) it's, it's an uncalculable number. Yeah. So because of that, there's a specialness, there's a beauty of being able to appreciate this life and its form. And that question is actually something that I've really been trying to work on uh, intentionally over the last 18 months, which is like, how do you take up space in a way that feels genuine, right? Mm Because there's like taking up space and then there's like taking up everybody's space. (laughs) Yes. So how do you take up the space that you deserve, Mm -hmm. right? And do it in a way that feels genuine where you're not harming others, but also you're not harming yourself by like dimming it. So one of my teachers had asked me something beautiful one time. She was like, if you had a beautiful lamp in your house, would you stick it in the closet? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, quit sticking your lamp in the closet, <laughs> pull it out, shine it so everybody can see it. And I was like, oh, she's okay. <laughs> I think that's the part I'm trying to navigate, which is like when you feel like you have a lot of light and a lot of love and a lot of energy, how do you shine that in a way that doesn't burn people? When you have a lot to give, sometimes that can feel overwhelming for people. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to navigate that balance of like, I want to come into space and I want to be love. I want to genuinely connect with human beings. 
but I don't want to be taken advantage of, mm -hmm. and I don't want people to feel like there's an obligation for them to receive that if they're not in a place mm -hmm. to receive it, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's just, it's nuanced. But for me, it's having some fundamental practices, right? So I drink water every day, I meditate every day, um, I write in a journal mm -hmm. uh, and answer the same five questions uh, every day. And so I have some consistent things that I'm trying to do within my own practice. Um, I take cold showers every day. I know that's probably crazy for some people. Um, but there's certain things that I do every single day that just try and keep me within that container and keep me growing so I can be aware of self and, and how I'm navigating. Well, if I can interject and maybe throw it to Yolanda, uh, both of you do uh, quite a bit of work in promoting or bringing out or providing spaces or opportunities for people to shine their lights mm -hmm. that probably don't have those opportunities otherwise. Yeah, I think for me, it's been about remembering my own experiences and like how I felt in those situations and letting that inform the way that I provide space, take mm -hmm. up space. So it, it's been more about like, okay, I remember when this would have been helpful for me. So mm -hmm. let me put that out there, see if that's something that people even want. I remember even when I was about to make the decision on whether or not to pick up the lease for the space to be a thing. And the first thing that I did was like went to this core group of artists that I had been working with um, for like years, some of them, you know, like decades and asking them like, do you think this will be a good idea? Like this, you know, do you think it'll work? Will you use it? What will, you know, all of that. Uh, and some of them are still, you know, around and others are like, I'm going to make it down there, I'm gonna, <laughs> which is cool. Like, I want the whole all of it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want people to get point to feel like obligated, but I also want them to know that it's available for them. Um, because, again, I remember first starting out as like a, you know, vocalist and songwriter in this community having to like beg people like, can we please get on this stage? No, I didn't go to the school of music at Western. No, I didn't, you know, do this thing, but that doesn't mean that I don't still deserve mm. the opportunity to, you know, take up uh, some of those, those spaces. So it's, it's been a, a mix of like, yeah, there's, we deserve to be in some of these already existing spaces. You know, it might validate some things that's important, mm -hmm. for, you know, for people to be able to see that on, on your resume, all of those reasons. And also it's important for us to have our own spaces where we can, you know, do things the way that we want to as well. So yeah, a lot of it hasn't been informed by experiences that I've had that I'm like, oh yeah, I want the next person to be able to experience something different than I did. Question for both of you, can Kalamazoo do better or what is Kalamazoo doing really good at for uh, that kind of space? Kalamazoo can definitely do better. Mm. Uh, I mean, always, I think we sure. you never like arrive. Like you always gotta be, right. you know, on the journey and, and figuring out, changing things, you know, letting go of stuff, taking on new things. But I think the willingness to be aware of that and then do something about it is the, the opportunity that's before us. So there's a lot of, um, you know, long-standing, already existing spaces where certain populations and, you know, communities, groups of people have just not been included mm -hmm. in those spaces. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm. That can't continue to, to be a thing. But it also can't be, okay, well, let's just bring you in to say that we did it. Right. It's got to be, like, ingrained in the thing and a part of, you know, wanting to actually, you know, make the change happen. So that, that part is important. Like folks who haven't been included, being able to be included, but also some already existing, you know, spaces need to not exist anymore. So that ones where people can be fully, you know, themselves and show up fully as who they are mm. can exist. So, you know, both, both of those things are true. And I think that's a little bit of what Gabe was saying. We're balancing, like, mm -hmm. I need to take up space, but not too much. Yeah. Like, I don't want to take up other people's space yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, just to piggyback um, what Yolanda said, I, I think the issue at hand for me is we don't have like a fortified place to find out what's happening, mm-hmm. right? We got so many little cool spaces that are actually all around Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I think the people who would want to navigate to those spaces don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. Right. So like where's the centralized place where everybody agrees to submit and hold Right. Because I know like the Arts Council has stuff that they put out or maybe there's stuff on, you know, now Kalamazoo or mm-hmm. MLab or whatever source that you have. Right. But everybody doesn't put the stuff there. And Facebook is so overplayed. Yeah. Invites yeah. skip pass, you know, like. So how do we uh, inform people of where the spaces are and what's going on, I think, is where we need to do a better job mm-hmm. in addition to what Yolanda said. That's a challenging uh, problem to solve, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the days of the internet and <laughs> everything going on. I did think of the metaphor, um, I'm a, on the musician side of things with Yolanda, but all three of us have something in common where the rests are very important in our artistry, mm-hmm. where in music, like the rest, you're supposed to play the rest. They, mm-hmm. they are the same as the notes. Uh, when you're talking poetry or spoken word or what have you, uh, rests can create impact. Mm. It, it, it provides more than saying things sometimes, mm-hmm. that yep. space. Why doesn't that apply to anything else in the world in what we're doing? I know Yolanda is uh, constantly advocating for rests to be a part of our life, but what is, why can't, how come we don't uh, give ourselves more rests? What can we do to rest more? This conversation will continue at Artist Happy Hour happening this Tuesday, July 18th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Crawl Space Comedy Theater located downtown at the Kalamazoo Nonprofit Advocacy Coalition building. See you then. Thanks for taking some time this morning to join us on the Creative Cafe. We have enjoyed telling you a little bit about who we are as an arts council and what we do in the community. Arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, we've been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. In the past five years alone, we have provided benefits to 585 individual artists and arts organizations, granted $865,000 to just under 400 grant recipients, produced 10 unique programs that serve artists and have collaborated on 23 separate fiscal sponsorships and community projects, many of which are still in existence and serving our community. All this with an average staff size of six to eight in any given year. Small but mighty. That's the Arts Council. And now you know. Join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that that creative expression has to offer.